Six-Pack Lapidot, I want to give a quick shout-out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions, several national champions, and uh, I mean, a laundry list of records, national records, world records have been broken, etc. But they have an app with their elite level programming available, video tutorials. Uh, I mean, the whole nine, it's one stop shop once you're in here. There's a Discord where they're doing video review of your lifts. Um, to get all your lifts analyzed so you get elite level programming and coaching for $29.99 US a month. Positionsofpower.programs.app. Go there and get yourself started. <laughs> The boys are back. We're back, fellas. And uh, so this time it's it's the original four-man crew, Rory the Lynchman, Arian Messi Kamesi, and Wild Bill, Big Bill, Billy Mac, uh, and your boy Six Pack Lapidat. And we are going to do our power rankings. Arian, this was your idea. Do you want to explain what the power rankings are? Because I needed to hear it twice, and I'm still not sure I did it right, but it's going to be fun. Sure, I'll explain a little bit, but you know, maybe it'll change over time as well. Is like, you know, one thing that people like is all like, you know, rankings or top lists. So, what's your top ten movies we always discuss, or what's your you know top ten you know teams uh, or you know all time athletes? Like right now, you know, Tom Brady retired. They're talking about like who are the greatest athletes of all time? Is it Muhammad Ali? Is it Michael Jordan? Is it Tom Brady? That kind of stuff. So it's like combine that idea kind of with a rankings for power things. So how can we bring this idea? of people competing in different federations in different weight classes in our sport and do some kind of ranking. So it's like a mix of a preseason ranking and like a pound for pound list where people aren't necessarily going head to head because, you know, they may not be in the same weight class. And also now with the whole USAPL splitting from the IPF, they may not be going, you know, into the same type of event. But for now, let's do some kind of ranking of who we think is going to be like the most dominant in their weight class or in the events that are going to be competing in or the most exciting, whatever stats you want to use, just like when they're comparing, you know, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, they may look at, you know, how many, you know, championships they won, how effective were they on offense, uh, how good were they compared to other athletes in their time. So it's kind of vague, but hopefully we can develop this more over time. And then after some of these meets happen, so this is before all the major meets happen, before the Arnold, before nationals, before worlds, we can start seeing which direction the athletes are going, who's going USAPL, who's going IPF, and maybe we can always split off the rankings into two separate ones and do maybe an updated one. I was thinking maybe right before Nash, uh, right before Worlds, after the Nationals happened and after the Arnold happened, and then maybe one after Worlds, either before or after Europeans to kind of like finish off the year. And we don't even necessarily need to split off, like because if it's a pound for pound, it could be a fed for fed, like the weight class, the weight, none of that really matters, right? So we could, we could just say this, these rankings are going to be for the tested feds. Um, we're, we're not doing untested for this one. 
I'll, you know, that could be another discussion. But for this can be tested feds. And um, because it's a little bit ambiguous, it is like, for instance, you could say like the impact of this showdown is great uh, for the history of the division or, or how big it is hyped for, for the sport itself. So you could say like with a showdown like that coming up, this person being right in the mix of it, they move up on my power rankings, especially if they win that hype showdown. That stuff like that, you know, it's a little, it's a little tougher. Otherwise, what the fuck are we doing? You could just go into open uh, powerlifting and put in the dots. You know what I mean? Like, like if you don't have things like that, yeah, just fucking use a formula. This, that's not what this is. That's why we have things like the impact of the showdown they're in, and like for instance, like when Russell and Brett clash. It's like, oh my God, the winner of this is shooting up the power rankings. That was sensational. Stuff like that, right? Um, so that's why it's a stitch different. And again, this thing can easily transform, mold, adapt to different things as we go along. And we're going to update these rankings, kind of like boxing and UFC top 10 rankings, men and women's division, as the year goes. So we're starting now, looking at what's happened at 2021, and being okay, this is where they're at. Some of these people are riding a high. They've they've won some big clashes. They've done some big things. So they're they're riding a high. And you think some potential is coming around the corner. But as the year unfolds, the rankings will shuffle. And you're like, oh, um, this person actually ended up winning the clash and moved up the rankings over another person that we thought would win their clash. They did not. The rankings shuffle, just like MMA and, and boxing do. And we could, uh, we could, you know, it makes it interesting. So after leading into a big showdown, you know, what the, you know what the rankings are? And then after a showdown, it's like, holy shit, did those rankings shuffle. And that's the fun of it. When it comes to UFC and boxing, and I'm a huge, everyone knows I'm a big UFC and boxing guy. So um, Wait, you're right. Like UFC? Why did you never say anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like but, I saw, I saw Amanda Nunes fell down, and Valentina Shevchenko now is number one pound for pound female. Moved up those power rankings, son. Yeah. Moved up the power rankings. So right so, now we're we're keeping it at ten apiece, men and women's. That could change. Uh, I was like, first I was like, okay, let's split it into tested and untested. Obviously, it's different events and, and different, uh, you know, uh, dots and all that stuff like that. Then I was like, okay, we'll do men and women. And I first I was like, oh, top five would be fine. But yeah, you got really excited. You started saying, okay, let's go oh. top ten. So Bill and, and Ryan have top ten. Rory and I have top five. So you guys can start off. Maybe we'll say, you know, whose pick is worse, and then we'll jump in there once we get to the top five. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. It's easy to stay back and poke holes. But um, that's yeah, not we'll letting you take the lead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But in all fairness, yeah, you're right. I said, so I, I threw in the last minute, I think we should do 10 because, fuck, it's too hard to do five. But the sports I follow, I'll do top 10. So whatever. Five, it is five, what it is. five was hard, you know, you figuring out. Who do you put in three? Who do you put in four? Who's the last person you put in? So I think maybe you guys had the same issue with top 10 as well. Yeah. Uh, you know what? To be honest, when you have to cut some people with major showdowns coming up and I'm like, how the fuck do I cut this person and they don't make the power rankings? Even though they're in a super stack class, they're, you know, the best in the world. And they have massive showdowns coming. I'm like, ah, this isn't sitting right with me. Um, so anyways, 10 it is. And again, the shit could change as we go. It might be a dynamite dozen later, <laughs> but um, yeah. Bill, my man, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first for your number 10? We'll start from 10. We'll work our way down to number one. You're going to do ladies or gentlemen first? Let's do ladies first, man. Ladies first. Okay. I'll head it off. 
Okay, number 10 for me is Carola Gara. Um, if she does end up competing this year at Worlds, I see her jumping way up the list here. Originally, I kind of had her much higher, and then I kind of pulled her back because she has World Games coming up this year. She has, you know, some equipped stuff that she's going to be doing, so I'm not sure, you know, I don't know her. I haven't spoken to her, you know, but if she ends up competing at IPF Worlds um, Classic, I think she jumps up the list. So I kind of put her down the, towards the bottom just because of the unknown of if she's going to show up or not, basically. But I mean, you know, a battle between her and Leah would be, you know, what we all want. We all want to see it. So. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Corolla is my number nine for the exact reasons you just said coming off of 2021 for the classic. And again, these, these lists are, I think we're doing classic. That's what I did. Sorry, gentlemen, if you guys were throwing quit people in there too, but coming into 2022, um, she's lower down the rung because she, she didn't go to European classic world's classic, but she is, she hasn't lost her world title on the platform. And if she decides, Hey, guess what? I'm going the classic division. You're 100% right. Her and the clash with Leah Bavwa would be absolutely phenomenal. I mean, show stopping flip a coin who you think's going to win um you know there can only be one and type you know, use all the cliches for a showdown like this everything changes and then if she wins it what are we talking about she'll have beaten one of powerlifting's biggest stars in leah babwa who's won world titles in 63 and 69 kilo class or, or world records in 63 and 69 kilo class so yeah, she can go from nine to one real quick. I agree. So, or, or your 10 to one. But my 10 is Joy Namani, the two time world champion, or sorry, three time world champion, two different weight classes. I got her cracking into the top 10s. Um, she's in a very competitive class where you have, you know, former world champion like Maria T. Uh, Megan Scalin has announced she's going the IPF route. Don't know if she's going 57 or 63. Should she go 57? Throw her in the mix. Obviously, Bobby Butters. And hey, have you Bobby Butters? Phenomenal. Um, and have you heard New Zealand's doors are opening back up? And if Evie Corrigan enters the picture, my God, the 57 kilo class will be stacked and Joy Namani, a world champion coming into this with tons of, you know, momentum off the world championships will have a nice stack class to, to clash against. So she's my number 10. Rory Arian, you got my nine and 10. Bill, well, maybe give your nine and we'll get their, we'll even it off so we're not <laughs> off kilter. Then we'll get their opinion. How's that sound? Uh, number nine, I have Heather Connor. Um, from what I understand, she's going with the Palace in America route. So I assume she'll be at IPF Worlds and then her and um, Tiffany Chapone clash would be phenomenal. It's kind of another one of those that we're kind of waiting to see. They've both been kind of going back and forth with like unofficial world record training totals the last couple of weeks kind of thing. Kind of, it seems like they have some sort of, inner, you know, um, Instagram rivalry going back and forth. But again, I don't know. I haven't talked to her. I haven't talked to Tiff about it, but um, it's just interesting to see like the timing of their, um, you know, big SPD days seem to be kind of weeks apart, which is very interesting. But um, yeah. So, I mean, Heather, again, she's, would she win two world titles and um, she got second place another time. So I think she's hungry to come back after missing out last year and do some damage. Um, and I, I talked to them. They actually talk in DMs and, and are, are pretty friendly, but 
sporting rivalry, 100%. Uh, 100%. They're both, they both are very uber competitive, but they actually like each other talking DMs, but 100% they are sporting rivals. Fellas, what do you think? Rory, Arian, for our number 10 and number nine picks, do should they be higher? Should there have been, what do you think? I had Gara higher up, um, but I have to admit that like I, I didn't penalize her for the potential of going to the World Games. Um, and like, if she does choose to do that, then like, uh, I don't think anyone would be upset if she didn't go to the world championships, for example. Uh, I would, uh, yeah. What do you think, Ariane? Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't put any equipped only lifters in there, but I didn't, um, dock Corolla for the equipped side. I actually gave her more points for that because I'm seeing it as like her entire accomplishment for the year. When we look at the end of the year, if she can win her nationals, both classic and equipped, and she can go out there and potentially win the classic worlds or, you know, get at least second place. She could potentially win the world games for her weight class combined the 63s or 69s. I think she's going to be the nominated uh, number one nominated lifter. And then if she turns around and goes, does equip worlds, what if she turns out winning classic and equip worlds and world games and her nationals all in one year, I have to put her pretty high for that. So uh, I, I would put her higher than nine or and 10. And then also I, I want to mention as far as the 47s, it's a lot of variability there, like who wins. And it may be just the one time you see them go at each other. Like, you know, Tiffany may win her nationals easy. Heather wins nationals easy. They go to worlds, they clash it out. Whoever wins, wins. Um, so potentially the person who wins, if they put up a 415, 420 total, could be, you know, maybe even uh, best lifter or second or third best lifter. Or if you lose and you put up like a 400 kilo total, you may be fifth or sixth best lifter. And so this rankings, you may shoot up the rankings or you may drop the rankings for both Corolla and whichever 47 you go with, just depending on how things play out. Radio, let's move on to the number eight spot. And uh, I'll go first, sir. I got Bonica Brown, the 84 plus queen is returning. Um, obviously missed worlds in 2021 and she'll be returning. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, so she, I'm slaughtering, slaughtering, slotting her in at the eighth spot. And, um, I, I hope she has some competition. Uh, we've seen a couple of people pop up. If some competition arises and it ends up getting spicy, she can shoot up the rankings even more. Um, everyone likes a good showdown and clash. However, she does have the opportunity to push the overall tested women's total uh, even higher, which is obviously a great thing. You know, absolute power, absolute strength. She's the one who could post that up. So let's see. I got her ready. Bill? Uh, number eight, I have um, Heather's main competition. It looks like it's Turbo Tiff. So I kind of had to, I pretty much had to lump them pretty close together. Um just being how close their totals have been together kind of thing and how close the showdown we expect it to be if it does, you know, work out to be that way. So I just put, you know, Tiff right there above her. Um, the only reason I put Tiff above her is because she's totaled more at an IPF meet. And that's the only reason why. Fellas. I would have stacked uh, Tiff and Heather together as well. I would have put them a little bit higher because I think that that showdown is going to be really exciting and possibly one of the best showdowns. Um, but 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 I agree with Bill. I would have stacked them like neck and neck basically. Um, Bonica didn't make wouldn't have made my top ten at all, uh, basically because she has no meaningful competition. And I don't 
really care to see exhibition lifting. Like that's what Instagram is for. Um, and powerlifting meets it for competition. So if she can waltz in and beat everybody with her openers, like I just, I just don't really care about that if I'm honest. Well, that's my top six people. So we'll see how that goes. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Bill. Come on. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing with power rankings. Um, people, you know, everyone's power rank is going to be a stitch different. It's how much you weight a showdown and how much you weight like what Taylor Atwood did at us raw nationals last year or something like that. Fair enough, man. We all have our different, that's, that's what makes it a little spicy in conversation. Arian, what are you feeling about it? I'm offended Rory. Cause I'm thinking the opposite when it comes to Bonica, it's a similar situation as Coraligara for me, how this is the type of year for Bonica so that she can show that she can win the classic and equipped potentially nationals, potentially worlds and world games for the world games with the IPF points. It looks like it might be a battle between her and Reyes Stin for the, they combined the 84 and 84 plus. So she's going to have some competition there for the classic. It depends on who comes from, uh, you know, us and these other countries, but potentially she can rattle off multiple national titles, world titles, world games. So even though she may not have any competition in any of those uh, events, she's still going to get the, the title. She can get the world records. And, you know, I got to, I got to give points to that for that. And it was interesting. I didn't think about that bill kind of stacking the two lifters. So instead of picking one and saying, this is who I'm going with, he just put both of them in there in his ranking. So, Oh, hang on a second. Hang on. Interesting strategy. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. He he didn't say he didn't put two lifters in one ranking spot. Did he? No, No, I'm saying he took took two people in the same weight class instead of saying, Hey, I'm only going to pick Tiffany. I'm only going to pick Heather for my top 10, leave the other one out. He put yeah, both yeah. of them in there because there could be a scenario where let's say they both break the world record total in an epic battle. And so maybe they both get top three best lifter at worlds and they both break the world record and then go first and second. In addition, Heather's doing the world games as well. So we'll see how she performs there. So there could be different events to get maybe some accomplishments and be there in the top 10 at the end. Or if you end up missing out on one and you hit on the other one, well, Bill pick both of them. Yeah. Doggy. Um, if you like that, you're going to love my list because I did the same thing. <laughs> but here's the thing. In boxing and MMA, this is how it goes. Like if you have in the pound for pound, if you have two amazing athletes in the same weight class, they'll both make the pound for pound overall because even if they clash and one loses, um, they'll, even the one that lost that clash is probably light years ahead of some other people in different you know, weight classes that, uh, you know, it, that's the way it shakes up sometimes. And that will probably be the case with these two ladies. Anyways, moving along, my number seven, I picked Natalie Richards, prime for a big 60-kilo total, um, jumped on everybody's radar at the Virginia Pro, and uh, all types of excited to see what she does. She's a junior. I don't know if she's still going to be a junior in 2022, but, um, I mean, her I, conceivably, her, her, her rate of adaptation is going to be massive. It already has been. If she keeps up this pacing and she gets to throw on three more kilo onto her platform weight, Going to be a big 2022. Um, we'll have to see what kind of competition shakes up. Some A lot of these weight classes are new, obviously, for the USAPL. So we'll see if some rivalries spark up. So there it is, my number seven. Bill, what you got? Yeah, the same thing. I had Natalie also. Um, my biggest issue here, though, is that you have Natalie ranked above Joy. Ooh. No, uh, below Joy. Or no, above Joy. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's, once that's you explain, controversial. Once you explain, once you They're not in the same weight class. So here, here's why. Here's why. Well, they 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 were in 2021. Yeah, yeah. They were yeah. both in the same weight class. 
Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. This is this is a spite. This is a spicy controversial as well. And Natalie might not have the same competition as Joy either. Um, so it's well, no, I, mean, she, she even, I mean, no, she definitely won't have the same competition as Joy. Right, right. She's staying with the USAPL because I mean she's gonna have competition other other you know points based, right? So it'll be with Jen Thompson and Jennifer Milliken and Sam Calhoun and you know the likes of that. Um but yeah, just that's that's an uh, in- interesting so, so, take. So there, let me say, let, let me say, look at and, and when we say above, we're talking they're they're still relatively close, right? But um, I think Natalie's ceiling in 2022 is going to be great, um, and I think she's going to push it. Like I don't necessarily see them no longer. If Natalie fills out 60 kilo, I don't see them as the same anymore. In 2021, Joy ranks higher, and anyone who said that. Natalie was above joy was like going too far. Um, but in 2022, I do see them as separate. So then I know what you're saying. Look at joy. Namani is likely in a stiffer class. So if she could be at the top of a stiffer class, she should probably earn more points. But I think Natalie's going to really take the ball and run with it at 60 kilo. And we're going to see something special. It isn't, she's not going to have the same competition joy has. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of that conversation that Rory had, whereas it the Taylor Atwood, Ashton Rouska situation. Do you like someone who who you think is going to take the ball and absolutely kick, kick it and it's going to be a hell of a show? Or do you need to see some showdown? Joy Namani is, I think she's obviously in the better showdowns. I think she's closer to her ceiling than Natalie Richards. I honestly, you could talk me into swapping these and um, I'm not like, this is the hill I want to die on for a pick. Um, mm. This, But like, I feel strongly they're both in, I think very strongly they're both in the top 10 and they're in the bottom top 10. That I, that I feel pretty strongly about. But whether or not, if you were going to be like, I, I think you need to flip those, I could be talked into it. I could be talked into that. But there's some people I can't be talked into. Like, for instance, I think you got some of your picks, these ladies too low, and they should be higher. And you'll find out why when I get to them. But agree um, for both of you, and I'll, I'll let you know later. You know, okay, you guys jump in. You guys jump well, in. What do you guys uh, think about? Well, what I'll just say, um, as far as the Natalie Richards versus Joy Namani, is the reason why I put Natalie Richards higher. I, I didn't have Joy because I didn't do top 10, but the, I, why I have Natalie higher, or I would, is. I'm not looking at the clash or the battles at these events, but I believe Natalie Richards is going to do better in USAPL. She's going to win more meets and win more prize money and be the dominant female in USAPL more than I believe Joy could be the most dominant female in IPF. I think Joy is going to be behind a few female lifters in IPF where Natalie, I think, is going to be first. So she's going to dominate her federation outside of just her weight class. So I would rank her higher. How do you feel about that, Rory? I was just about to ask you. I mean, I'm saying exactly the opposite as Ariane because I'm using different criteria, right? (laughs) Um, Like, I think I I, I would rather see somebody scrape a win against people who are amazing. And I I, I think that that is more impressive than somebody who's going to go in and and win a bunch of meets largely unopposed. So uh, Ashton is not going to make my top five men, spoiler, because he's going to go in and he's going to probably going to win a bunch of stuff unopposed, right? And I just like, I I just don't care about that. Natalie Richards is probably going to go and either win or, you know, 
let's be honest, probably probably win a bunch of stuff, but she's going to do it largely unopposed. And then it's going to be down to points and scoring between weight classes. And that stuff is super janky at the best of times. Um, so like, I just, I just don't care about that sort of lifting. I'll watch it on Instagram and I would rather see somebody like Joy go head to head in a, in a meet where winning matters and do well there than sort of hometown heroes. There's no question... Joy Namani's competition. I mean, it's complete. It's world class. These are world champions in there. You got it's an, Joy's. It's 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 not even close. However, Natalie Richards. Uh, it is a new weight class, and she could really take this and, and run with it. So I, I am interested. But yeah, I could be talked into either way. Good points either all. Now number six. I have uh, Noemi Alibert from France. France, defending world champion, world record holder. Um, I think, you know, her just coming up into that weight class, she's already exploded into it. And I think it just, the ceiling is just going to be very, very high for her to keep going and going and going. She has some decent in-house competition also um, with, um, is it Shizuka Rico? Is that how you say her first name? Yeah. Um, so, you know, them pushing each other and especially like that being in-house like that, both from France is pretty cool. Um, not sure who, um the Americans will be sending in that weight class, but we'll, we'll see from there. Or the 52s, I'm sorry. Um, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens there. And then um, you have what Andrea Riley, right, is also um, the USVI still, I believe. So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty strong weight class there in the 52s. Um, and, yeah, I just, I just think her ceiling's going to keep going up and up and up. So I'm pretty high on her, number six spot. My number six, Jessica Bittner of Canada. Um She's going to, she's, so a little bit of a competition jump here from last year. The GOAT, Kimberly Walford, she did a 76 kilo debut um, in January. Not entirely sure if she's going to stay 76. She sure as heck didn't fill it out, but she was, you know, well over 69 kilo. Hit a 547.5 kilo total. So it's a decent enough total. It is behind Jessica Bittner. It's not exactly a neck and neck clash. Like for instance, Turbo Tiff and Heather Connor, but Jessica Bittner is absolutely, I think going to take the 76 kilo total and run with it. Um, What she did as a 72 is just half a kilo below what she put forth at the world's. I think on her good conditions, as long as she gets the weight cut down and the weight cut isn't going to be great at 76. I think she's going to have an even better worlds this year. Um, And, with Kimberly Walford in the house, if Kimberly Walford sticks with the 76 kilo, she's in the warm-up room. And you know, Jessica and Kimberly had clashed in 2019. This is a rematch. Let's see what happens. Jessica having a little bit of competition like that in the house, and it's the GOAT nonetheless. It's a good clash, and I think Jessica is primed to do something big at 76 kilo, especially her training numbers are absolutely off the charts. So let's see what Jessica Bitter does. She's coming in at my number six fellas what do you think about that one thing i'm going to say ryan is you said that it's not going to be a big weight cut but she posted on instagram this morning that she was 182 pounds that's not uh, big for her nothing for her doggy we, we talked about that is a six and a half kilo cut still that's like, nothing I, know for her, she's, doggy. I know that she's done Dude, that's more, the day before like, the meat she weighs that come on <laughs> yeah that's that, is, that is a big cut like it's it's not like she she went from you know it's not like she's sitting at 77, 78 kilos, same thing she was sitting at prior to 72s, right? Like she's still cutting 
right. similar amounts to get into the 76s. Actually, for a while, I think she was like 86 kilos. Which but is easier anyway. now because she's heavier, so it's a lower percentage of her body weight, right? This is true. Bill, Thanks, I like what you're talking about. <laughs> I like everything you're saying right now, dude. I like, I like it. But I, again, I get your though, point. Again, though, uh, Jessica, amazing athlete, but uh, I, I just don't think the competition is going to be as stiff in the 76ers. Like, it'll be interesting to see what Kimberly does. If Kimberly decides to stay in the 76ers, I think that'll be a, 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 like, I think Jessica will probably have that. It's been a long time since Kimberly has set a PR total, uh, but I think it would be worth watching anyway. But, but I do have to rank her more lowly because she didn't have, you know, that much competition. I, what I'll say, what I will say about this though, is in terms of not only showdown, but also just straight up star power, which she brings. Sometimes people bring a star power and you don't want to miss it. like a Russell or he, whoever he's going against. And he, he isn't at competition really against since uh, Brett Gibbs, a tight battle 2019 worlds, but you don't want to miss it. There is a bit of a factor of that with some of these people. I think Jessica Bittner is one of those people where when she shows up, you want to, she's got star power and you want to see what she's going to do. There was some intrigue there and that has to wait for something, not even just breaking records and she's going to break records. She's got a crazy fucking deadlift. Her deadlift wasn't on point last time. It's going to be on point this time. You know, she's going to pull something crazy. And if she's toe to toe with Kimberly Walford, I don't think Kimberly's going to push her super hard, but it, it's, it's an element there. The goats in the house, but there is something there about star power that needs to be weighed on this as well. When an athlete like that performs, it's, it's an it factor. What do you think, Arian? Am I crazy? No, I don't mind either of you guys' picks because um, they're right there. Like, you know, they're not in the top five. They're just like, right. you know, almost into the middle area right there. With Naomi Albert, you know, it could be an interesting battle at Nationals, Worlds, and Europeans going against Suzuka, her teammate, in all three of those. So we've already seen a couple battles before between them, and they've been close. And so it'll be interesting to continue to see them battle back and forth and see if uh, uh, Naomi can continue to win those and continue to um, you know improve her total, break some world records, maybe crack that top three best lifter. So I think there's some intrigue there of you know she can crack into the top five, um, you know halfway through the year or by the end of the year. And then for Jess Bittner, yeah, it's it's kind of the opposite where we don't know who's going to be there. Is Kimberly Wofford going to stay 76? Is Angelina going to come back down? If you get all three of them, it could be a nice battle. Where all Ooh. three are going you know 550 plus at Worlds. Um, on the flip side too, if Jess does get like another good uh, boost in her total and get some good progress and you know sends it to another level, then not only is she winning the world title, be- beating Kimberly and maybe Angelina, but then also she's looking into that you know best lifter, looking at Leah, looking at Amanda, uh, and seeing whether she can get into that area too. So I think it's a good spot for them to kind of hold them in the middle and see where they go from there. And here's the thing, like honestly, it means something that you could have somebody smash an excellent performance. And then on Monday morning, nobody's talking about it. It just is what it is. It's nice. The world's not fair. You don't know why. You look on their Instagram, they have 5,000 followers. Jessica Bittner smashes a crazy performance, does a killer deadlift. Everybody, it's going to be all over the place. And you know this. And, and uh, on Monday morning, everybody's going to be a buzz about it. You know, Conventional. You throw, what's that, sorry? Conventional. You can, there it is. Conventional <laughs> doesn't hurt. Um, but she, she, she has that. You know, so it does help in terms of like a power rankings and, you know, your impact in the sport, your impact. And you, Angelina drops the 76. Thank you. Oh my God. Angelina, Kimberly and Jessica and Angelina and Jessica have a bit of a rivalry going. They have a sporting, they're, they're friendly, but there's a sporting rivalry between those two. Angelina decides, you know what? 84. I didn't fill it out. Didn't have my best performance. Let me cut down to 76. If she does, if she does, I'm just saying. 
This is the preseason picks. As as we go, things will shift. That's a help. That that, that could sh- Jessica has a clash like that and wins it. She could shoot right up those rankings. Let's see what happens. Let's crack into the top five, gentlemen. It's gonna get wild. No more fun and games. Let's get serious here. Let's get serious here. Want me to go first? I'll go first. Go for it. My number five in the power rankings, Heather Connor. And the reason why I thought Bill had ranked her um, too soon is because Heather Connor is in a situation to break world records, win a world title, and she has possibly the, the best clash with Turbo Tiff. I mean, this is legit flip a coin. Oh, my God. And Heather can hype a clash. Heather's a talker. You know, if we're talking MMA or boxing, my God, she sell pay-per-view. She could talk, man. And, um, and she's not afraid to run it. And Turbo Tiff is so hot right now because she came out of nowhere. Um, and every, when, when that happens, when you just come out of nowhere, and it's like, who the hell? You know, everybody's going to be talking about you win worlds, you win Europeans. You're coming from the new hot nation, which is France. You know what I mean? You're under Pena, and it's all like... It's it's like the uh, it's like that fucking meme so hot right now. France is so hot right now. And Turbo Tiff so hot right now because they're new, fresh on the scene. And sometimes when it's the same characters over and over, like Mike Tyson is prime, people start rooting for the other guy because they're getting sick of it. Nothing against the guy who's the champ. Nothing against the woman who's the champ. But when you're the new one on the scene, it's easy to grab that momentum and grab the imagination of the public. Turbo Tiff has done that. France has done that. She's part of both, and she's in that clash. So Heather Connor. When that's her opposition, not only is she coming back, potentially winning a world title, but she has a clash against somebody like that. That means a lot to me. That means, Heather, you are number five in a position to jump right the hell up if you win. That's why it means a lot to me. And Heather's, um, you know, she had that pro meet, mock meet, whatever it was in, in Ireland Looks stellar though. I think illegal got, meat, you mean? Illegal meat. Hey, Not water meat compliant. Just, I ain't snitching. I ain't snitching, man. Snitches get stitches. But all I'm you saying just did is right like, now. Well, it was kind Let's of be honest. Wrong. Water doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but Heather did a 410, and she's doing phenomenal things. And everyone knows who Heather Connor is, and, and it's the return of the queen. There can only be one. All that. So Heather Connor, my number five. Who wants to go next? Bill. Bill. Yeah. So I have a uh, joint Amani at number five. Um, so kind of what Ryan was saying before about Natalie, how she's able to gain three kilos and kind of, you know, bump herself up. Well, Joy's only, you know, been in this weight class really for a year. I mean, she's done cutting down to 52s now. She's done some meets at 57 before Europeans, that kind of stuff. But like, you know, she's still growing into this weight class and we didn't see the best Joy Namani at world championships by far. I think, she takes this world record total and just blows this thing out of the water. And you're looking, you know, I don't want to say easily, but like, you know, 500 plus, I think for sure happens for joy in, um, you know, 2022. Um, and you could see a, like, you know, what Ryan calls it with the unicorn, the 500 total 500 deadlift kind right. of thing. I think, you know, for sure, something like that can happen and, you know, get her a belt on and maybe she goes 600 kilos. Who knows? <laughs> Listen, she hit a 492 and a half kilo total. Um, yep. So for anyone who hasn't been paying attention, like Joy Namani, 100% could do 500, 500. If she hits, if she hits 500, 500, 500 pound deadlift, 500 kilo total against the competition that we just said at the Worlds, she's going to fucking skyrocket up those rankings for me. And uh, 
I, I it, the thing, there's so many good fucking lifters in the world, right? So many good clashes, but I agree with you, Bill. She does 500, 500 against that level competition with a showdowns like that with like world champions in the mix. Yeah. You got me. What are you saying, fellas? Rory, Arian, who wants to go next? Uh, all right, you go next. All right, I'll go since uh, now we're finally getting into our, our names. And, uh, you know, maybe I already threw some uh, some fire under this name. My number five ranked female is going to be Corolla Gara. Like I said, is the opportunity she has this year for the amount of world titles that she can win both on the classic and equip side. And the idea that, you know, the way I see it, I mean, obviously there's injuries and, you know, not being able to attend to me, but she has a really good solid chance of being the top three female by points for the end of the year in the IPF for both classic and equipped. And she has a, I think a, a, a solid shot, um, you know, I'm not talking about 75%, but maybe, you know, 50, 60% chance of getting both number one equipped lifter of the year and number one classic lifter of the year so she could take out leah and if she takes out leah most likely she's going to win best lifter at the worlds and you know get best lifter or get highest points overall for the year and then she can go to world games win world games get the highest points there and basically sweep the year so i put her at five because she has a potential to basically be dominant the ipf on both sides you think she beats leah she automatically beats amanda though that's tough I said it, it, it's not, I mean, all this is like, you know, how things play out, whatever like that. Right, right. But in order to beat Leah for, unless both of them have a bad day, you're going to be at 120 points plus. Amanda has hit 122 at a local meet, but at world she did just under that. I think it was like 117 or 118. So it depends on what kind of Amanda shows right. up and that kind of stuff like that too. But, but even if you just take, you know, third place, uh, classic and third place equipped in the IPF for the entire year, I still take that as a really big accomplishment. Yeah, no, you good point for sure. Yeah, and, and, I mean, Arian, I definitely had Corolla up here. I had actually had her number four on my original list. And then I kind of thought about her, the possibility of her not competing at Worlds. So as soon as I see her on the nominations, she will definitely bump up my <laughs> list a little bit. But it's kind of the unknown that I kept her down the bottom. But, but basically, all the reasons that you said, you know, go into play for sure. That, I think like when, when you go like preseason, I try and think of like, you know, best case scenario, best case like, scenario right. like, like with college football, you know, I went to Florida state university, they always had us ranked really high and then we would just screw up the entire season. <laughs> and then the following year they rank us really high and then we screw up the season. <laughs> so my hopes are that Corolla Gar can do all these meets that she'll actually go to classic worlds and go to world games a month later and be able to perform in all these and not get injured. And she has the opportunity to blow it out of the water this year. I mean, yeah, these are going to be just as the, as the year rolls by, we keep updating this based off of what has happened and, and then keep looking ahead. What could happen? Um, Rory, what you got a uh, bit of a, bit of a spicy one, I think. So the 57s, I think it's going to be one of the deepest classes this year. Um, I think there's, there's a whole mess of people and depending exactly how things go, injuries, training, like uh, people changing classes, like there's any one of probably, four to six people who could who could be in contention there and so obviously there's Joanna Mani, there's Maria T there, you know there's a whole, whole bunch of people um and out of that I am actually going to say Evie Corrigan because surprise I surprise <laughs> just we're going to debate go ahead but this is come on doggy uh, it's not there's not many opportunities that I get to to back 
pick New Zealanders. So like if I'd, if I'd done a top 10, which I didn't, I, I probably would have put uh, Joy Namani in there. But because I, was, I thought we were only doing five and I wanted an opportunity to brag about how strong Evie Corrigan is. So I put her in there instead. You think she's going to be joining? You got to justify this. You can't just say that. You got to tell me. Why. I just did justify it. Nah, yeah, he just really. wanted to put no, her on that. That was, that was it. I just want to well, put her in but, there. But but if we had said if we had said originally top ten, he would have maybe put her at ten. She probably would say, have been like eighth or ninth in that case, and I would have would, would have put Joy and Maria much higher up. What if we said with the 20. idea? But with the idea being Ryan is what he's trying to say. The idea being is that she could be possibly in the most stacked weight class at the World Championship and come away say, with a win. You're, you're you're trying to help your boy now. Let him let him justify <laughs> Evie Corey. No, Ariane's Ariane's exactly no, exactly right. Right, like um, there's a lot of variables that go into this. There's countries that may or may not make it to Worlds, including New Zealand still, even though it's looking more and more likely day by day. Um, but but there's there's probably four to six people who could could be walking away with a, a gold and a silver. Evie is definitely one of them, depending on what else happens in the meet and the world generally. Um, and it's definitely going to be a good fight no matter what happens. Um, and if I'd done a top 10, I probably would have put Evie a little bit lower, but she definitely would have been top 10. Um, but I, I didn't. And so I wanted to, to slot her in somewhere. Look at Evie's gold um she's she's world-class there's no doubt about that but it's it's a it's a i was gonna say it's a bold pick it's probably a biased pick but it is what it is man it is what it is this, i'm sorry this, i thought we could do this rating however we wanted was there some oh, criteria man. that i was supposed to be conforming to <laughs> okay okay fine 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 um let's move on number four my number four is naomi alabair and the reason why I got her in as number four, obviously coming off of 2021, she's the world champion, European champion, um, had some a great battle with Rico as well from France, like you had said, uh, Bill. But in that weight class, coming into 2022, she has some huge showdowns coming. Not only, again, the momentum coming out of France, powerlifting in France is really taking off. And um, when you have this many stars, it only helps. So... Her, her following is growing, but her clashes that she has coming with Rico again, Andy Riley from USVI, possibly whoever comes in from the US, you know, is going to be a shooter. US, US only sends shooters. So Rico, Riley, the US shooter, and then Canada's Steph Keen just posted a gym total of 420. I mean, this is, it's, and Steph Keen at the World Championships. Last time was in South Africa, 2014. You've got a bronze medal. She's world-class, can perform after traveling. Time zone changed the whole nine. Steph Keen is a shooter. She left because she had a kid and was low-key for a while, but she's back in a major way. And she's like a 10-year veteran in the game nonetheless. So she's not shy out there. So Naomi Aliber has a massively stacked class right now with people from all over the world. And 52 kilo might be one of the most stacked classes we have. Not only does she have it at Worlds, she has it at Europeans. Not only does she have it at Europeans, she has it, like Bill said, at her nationals. So every time she hits the platform, it's going to be an amazing showdown to watch. A lot of people don't have that. If you're going to follow anybody throughout 2022, most of these women won't have, every time I hit the platform, I got a world-class athlete I'm battling with. Rico's going to be there at her nationals, world-class. Europeans, Rico's going to be the world's Steph, Riley, and the American representative. It's stacked. It's one of the best classes you've got. 
Um, so, and she's the world champion in one of the best classes we got. And she's posted up the biggest total ever in that weight class. Got to be in the top five. That's why I got her as my number four. Who's next? Bill, you want to go? go? Yeah, I got it. So I have um, Bonica Brown here at number four. Um, I know she's competing at IPF Classic Worlds. Then she's going to tackle a lot. This is basically the same exact story as the Corolla Gower story that Arian just told, except for I know Bonica's competing, you know, at um, Powerlifting American Nationals and, you know, then hopefully IPF World, Classic Worlds. Um, pissed off that she couldn't compete last year, you know, basically was taken away from her. Um, you know, she got the wild card for the world game. So that's great for her. She gets to defend that title also. But, um, you know, Bonica is a competitor and she does not like anyone else winning. So therefore, I really think that you're going to see something really big in South Africa in in June. You know, especially if you have, um, um, oh shit, what was her name? The the Canadian champion, sorry, Brittany. If, you know, if Brittany's there Later, yeah. and then... Um, you know, just be like, this is my title. I'm taking this from you. We, we, we all saw what you did when, you know, Amanda took her squat record at US, USAPL Nationals last year, and she came right back after it, and boom, hit it. Same thing's going to happen here. You're going to see something huge from Bernika coming up, and her training is on point right now. So I'm excited to see that. So I have her at number four. Rory, what are you thinking, love? Uh, I won't go on about it because we've already talked about her a lot, but I've got, I've got Gara at number four. I'll jump right into it. Um, I'm thinking the same thing as Bill. I got Bonica as my number four. It's kind of like the, uh, the I'm you, but better. So I have Bonica as like the one who could do the better version of Corolla Gar because I think she has a better chance at winning all those events. That She can win the Classic Nationals, and then she can go and win the Classic Worlds, potentially break the world record total there. Then she can go and win World Games. She's going to be in a battle with Rhea. Uh, both of them are, you know, uh, beasts on the platform, so that should be an epic battle. So Bonita can then win, win the World Games title. And then I think she'll probably pass on the Equip Nationals because they'll probably have some kind of um, way for her to get on the team based on your total at World Games. So then she can go and finish off the year with Equip Worlds and go win that and then just, you know, title straight across, you know, uh, world records across, getting that World Games spot, maybe break, yeah, like like Bill said, breaking that squat, breaking that total, sh- showing who the uh, who's the boss. Got to put her at four. All right, let's break into the number three. I'll go first. It's another French shooter. And this is where I'm going to slot in Turbo Tiff, who has what we'd already said earlier, a coin toss of a showdown with Heather Connor. Um, Again, she's coming out of France, which is fast rising. The popularity of powerlifting in France is taking off. They have a super tight crew over there in terms of who they train with and her clash with Heather. My God, is this going to be a tight one? This could be as tight as like um, Amanda Lawrence versus Danny in 2019 at world championships. I mean, it's in the storylines phenomenal where you have the returning queen who says, look it, I lost my title because I wasn't there. You didn't beat me for it. I didn't get beaten on the platform to lose my title. It got taken away due to politics. And that's a sympathetic storyline that you have to feel for. But then on the other side, so you have the returning champ on that. But then on the other side, you have Turbo Tiff, who's the young upstart, who literally the year before 
her total was over 100 kilo less. And now you have this scrappy former boxer coming in from France, a fast rising nation with the, the hottest crew out there who's going to be in the biggest clash. And it's literally flip a coin. We don't know who's going to win this. And these ladies are uber competitive. And her, her partner in this, Heather Connor, will help sell this. Sometimes you have a partner in this and they're not going to help sell too much. Heather will hype this. Heather's already started hyping this. Heather's already posted in her stories. When you're playing with me, you're playing with the best kid. And that was her reply to Turbo Tip. And for them, it's still all love. Like I know they're friendly, but they know how to play that game and still keep it up. You know, it's all right when we see each other, but we're going to hype this. So I think she has an amazing hyped showdown ahead of her. Both of these ladies can, can put up numbers we've never seen before in the 47. We'll have a clash like we've never seen in the 47. And it's for the world title. It gets no bigger stakes than that. Turbo Tiff, my number three pick in my crazy area. Uh, you might be crazy. I mean, I think we have different styles when you come to these picks. I think you guys may be going more towards like, you know, epic battles and whoever wins is going to, you know, be the dominant person to shoot up the rankings. But then I also saw that like, that's a risky pick because what if Tiffany loses? Yeah. Then she's going to drop down your pick. So I try to go to for people that are, you know, are going to win more easily and just say they're going to dominate the weight class and or they're going to dominate whatever division they're in. So what you're saying, Arian, is that you're the safe conservative option. So and I'll Ryan, jump. Ryan and I are the, the the sort of wild cards here who are going with the the risky options. Plus, Roy, you're like the anti USAPL when it comes to your picks. So I'll jump straight over and do my third pick because it kind of goes off of what I'm saying is I have Natalie Richards as number three because I think outside the IPF she's going to be the dominant lifter. Even with the weight class change, I think it's going to help her. One coming off the injury, it looks like she's recovered well. Two, not having to cut as much and fill out her body. Uh, she turns 24 this year, so she's just getting into the open. But like you know, she's still putting on muscle mass, getting stronger. I think that total could shoot up and go up towards 500, maybe more than that. And then she is going to. I know you may not like points, you may not like those battles, but as far as dominating, I think she's going to go to national. She's going to go to this pro series, and she's going to win there, and she's going to win money there, and she's going to be sitting, you know, top five of my rankings, counting her dollar bills. Like man, those guys are. Pick me. <laughs> yeah, counting her dollar bills. Like you're talking like she's Conor McGregor money or some shit. <laughs> All right. Um, who you got, Bill? Okay, so I'm sticking with you with France, but I'm going with Leah Bavois at number three. Whoa. Basically, my top three were very interchangeable. You know, from my standpoint, it was kind of like I have kind of three, and then it was kind of everybody else for the most part. Um, I mean, I think she was the most dominant lifter in the world in, two, in 2021. Um, you know, world records in the 63s and the 69s, European champion, world champion, all that crazy stuff. Like, what a year. The changing of coaches and the style is the only reason I have her at number three and not number one. Could be proven wrong right away, no problem, but just the, the change of style and training you know, doesn't have me worried, let's say, but like it has me, you know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's all it is. So basically she could be number one very, very easily, but I have her at number three, just simply because she's has a little bit of a change because the top two people have the same coach and she doesn't. That's all. Yeah. I mean, in boxers and MMA, same thing when someone changes camps and then they go into a title fight, it's gotta be proven. Right. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Rory, what are you saying, dog? 
I actually, I want to stop. Did, Ryan, did you just say you have to wait for people to actually do things on the platform before you can count it? <laughs> Man, not always. Listen, I'll, <laughs> you go ahead with your number three, you son of a bitch. Okay, okay. I actually originally had, in my, the first, first draft of my list, I had Leah in number three, and I dropped her out of my top five for some of the reasons that Bill explained that uh, th- that he dropped her from sort of one and two down. Um, like, it's it's also very possible that she's going to go through this entire year and not struggle, like, at all, and there's, she's going to win everything without having to, like, even think about what other people are doing, and so, like, that's... Uh, like I've said, I, just, I don't really care for that. So I've, I, I probably would have had her at like sort of six or seven if I'd done a, done a full list, but, but I didn't. So um, at number three, I have uh, Noemi Alabert. For all the reasons I basically already said, um, yeah, yeah. For all the reasons that we've already talked about that uh, it's going to be an epic fight. Uh, she's probably going to do great. And I'm, that's going to be one of the things that I'm really looking forward to watching this year. So you put Evie over Leah Bavor. I was going to say, these two guys want to get shit from <laughs> Leah again. Like not well, now Bill's got her in there though. Like three still look at it. Number one and two are gonna be, you know, killers. That's that's okay. Look, but, Leah, if you have a problem with where I put you, DM me and we can like sort of fight it out in the in the DMs. After after her next meet, she's gonna be tagging you guys in the stories. Yeah, not me, but you guys and you know what Bill's Bill's number three pick in the world isn't bad. Um I don't think that's something you get. Too number two in the world last time, and she got mad at me. So <laughs> hey, she's got high standards. I like it. Um, all right, did we all do our number three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So number two for me, Amanda Lawrence. Um, I think Amanda Lawrence has an excellent opportunity of taking the best lifter at the IPF World Championships. Um, it's not for sure a thing by any means. It's going to be a great competition especially if Leah's there, if Gara's there, but she's got an excellent opportunity to do so. Absolutely dominant force in the 84s. Um, tough to picture somebody coming up there and giving her a big run for her money, but not like it can't happen. We've seen this happen in the IPF World Championships. We've seen it happen in powerlifting, period. People come out of nowhere, so uh, and, and World Championships isn't for a while. But she seems like a lock to win it. But in her major competition, and you know I'm a guy who likes showdowns and competitions, will be for best lifter. And in that case, she definitely has some competition. And I do want to wait it in there a little bit. I don't want to get too much into the murkiness of formulas, et cetera. I get it. But she is so dominant on whatever formula you happen to use. She's at the top of there anyways. And in one of the years, she posted the biggest total in all of tested women's um, powerlifting, and she has an opportunity to possibly do that. I know uh, Bonica's back, but like Amanda's still up there and could. So I respect that as well from the likelihood of possibly winning best lifter or even getting the biggest total at IPF Worlds and you know winning another title and just doing more world records. So Amanda Lawrence is my number two. Bill, what are you saying? I have Canada's own Jessica Bittner at number two. I feel like we haven't really seen the tip of the iceberg on her at 76 yet. Like you said, her 76 total was just a fraction higher than her best total at 72. So I think her going into this year, healthy, happy, close to weight. Like she is only about six kilos over, which is amazing for her. She's going to go out there and she'll just absolutely smash that world record. She set at worlds last year. And I mean, 
yeah, it's it's she's going to have a tremendous year. Training looks good. She's fired up. She's mad about all these people stealing shit from her. So <laughs> did she post a video of her wrestling? Dude, it's like <laughs> who keeps stealing from a, from Jessica Bittner and she can wrestle. I didn't know but, she could wrestle, dog. But oh, also, shit. Bill did did her total only go up to half a kilo because she switched coaching camps? Could have been. Could have <laughs> been. And now she's ready to go. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you got you got to be consistent. I 100% agree with uh, you, Bill. Though I, we haven't seen what she's capable of at 76. Uh, she's capable of more. Her ceiling's bigger. Her ceiling's greater. And when she brings her full capability, she's gonna smash some weights out there. And um, again, man, she's got that it factor. We don't have a Russell or he really over in the women's division. Someone can emerge. You know, it could be a Jessica Bittner, man. She could do it. She's good. She's good on podcasts too. Um, who wants to go next? Rory? Yeah, I've got uh, Tuff Chapon and number two. Uh, I've talked time and time again about how I, I want to see showdowns. I want to see somebody challenge uh, Heather Connor. Like that's that's what I want to watch. Um, and so I've got her right at the top. Even if, if Even if she loses that, right? If she comes in and puts on a good showing as a spectator, I'll be really satisfied with that. So I've got her at number two. Fair pick, yeah. I mean... You're 100% right. Her showdown is going to be amazing. And the number two person in a showdown that good. It's like when Russell and Brett used to clash at worlds one time, one guy won the other time, the other guy won. But when Brett lost, it was like, Oh my God, it's, it was amazing. Same with when Brett and hack, it was amazing. The number two guy is still crazy up in the rankings. Arian, what are you saying? Doug? I'll go ahead and just do one and two. So we can just finish it off. And, and my one and two, we're very close, and so I was kind of going back and forth, didn't know what to do. I end up going with Amanda for number one and Leah for number two for a few reasons. One being that across all meets, Amanda has the higher points, and and across uh, or in the same championship, they just had the world championships. Amanda ended up doing the Dell if she needed to beat her head to head in the same championship. Amanda's going to have, at least from what it looks like, the easier way to win the world title. Leah could have a battle. So Leah can't focus too much on the best lifter and being the, you know, the best IPF lifter for the year when she potentially has Carol Agar coming after her and she has to focus on winning the weight class, which could mean, you know, taking a lower deadlift to secure a win and then not having as much, as much points. So it could end up being where Amanda wins the best lifter award again. And um, based on the IPF history that I showed you guys is for the women's side, no one has won more than two best lifters. So Chen Wei Ling won two, Kimberly Woffer won two. Then there was a bunch of people that won one, uh, Jen Thompson, Jen Milliken, Joy Namani. And then the last two years, Amanda has won two. So she could also then be the first one to rattle off three best lifter awards at an IPF World Championship. So going in preseason, I got to put Amanda one, Leah two. Then Amanda can also be the first person ever to win three world titles from three different federations. <laughs> Holy shit, that's true. <laughs> Oh my god, and that'll never be broken. <laughs> that, I, that, that's a crazy trivia. <laughs> that uh, that like 20 years from now, they'll be like, What? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, three different nations or three different federations. You need uh Dave Ricks to switch over to Power to America and win another Masters World title. There you go, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, open, open is open. it's gotta be open. Um it is interesting. Yeah, it's tough, man, because if, if Gara shows up and Leia battles Gara, my God, man, if she wins that battle. That's a tough one. Um, Rory, what are you saying, sir? Let's hear uh, Let's hear what you got. 
I, number one, I have uh, Heather Connor. Uh, so I stacked her and Tiffany Chapon side by side because, like I said, that battle I think is going to be awesome. I hope it's going to be awesome. I hope I'm not overhyping it and it's going to turn out to be, you know, sort of disappointing when it actually happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think she's likely to come out on top, which is why I've put her at number one instead of number two. But I, I'm really looking forward to that. Agreed, Bill. Uh, Amanda Lawrence for basically all the same reasons Arian just said, um, and then of course the uh, the three championships and three federations is kind of cool. So I'm going to go <laughs> stick with that as a thing. It's well, dog. It's a thing. Three three <laughs> best like to be the first two. Everyone remembers the first. If you're the first one to win three best lifters at the world championships, that's huge, man. People are proud of that when it happens at like a local meet. Do it at a world championships and be the first to get three of them. I didn't know that was the case there, and That's pretty cool. I got to admit. Um, having said that, my number one pick is Leah Bavois uh, because of her clash with Gara and uh, because she also has an opportunity once again to move up to 69 kilo at an international level at Europeans later on in the year. So I, but you guys have done a great job of, of bumping Amanda, whom, whom is my number two. And if she wins three and is the first to win three, whoo, that's a tough storyline. She started to make history and showing some dominance there. Again, this is how we're starting 2022. We're going to do a few of these. We're going to do a few more rankings adjustments as we go. And then obviously at the very end, we'll have our best lifter. Um, we'll be our number one. So there it is. We did our top 10 ranking for the women. Fellas, we did over an hour. I think we should do a men's episode completely separate. So no one has to, you know, wait through an hour for it. So we'll put it a pause there. Tune in for the men's top 10 power rankings from the fellas.